All right, what you saying, dog? You saying about your uh, the dude had asked about your how you built your computer or something? Yeah, so I was I was trying to remember what kind of graphics card we put in here, but I just did not remember and I could not find the receipt. I don't even remember where we brought it from. Best Buy. Was it Best Buy? Yeah. Okay. Because I wanted to go to Micro Center, but dog, it's always like a two hour wait to get into Micro Center, no matter when you go. Mm-hmm. Like if you the first person there, like yeah, but if you like. 30 minutes after they open, you waiting two hours. Yeah, you go wait for a minute. Yeah, so I was trying to remember what kind of graphics card it was, and I did not remember. I had the receipt from, I know we brought the processor and the motherboard from Newegg, mm-hmm. and then you already had the memory um, sticks or whatever. And then I brought the power supply and the case from Amazon. So I was just trying to remember, like, damn, where the fuck did I get this, um, this graphics card from? And I could not remember to save my life. Yeah. So that's why I ended up texting you. <clears throat> and like I said, I don't think it was a 1030, but I was like, yeah, I said, like, don't quote me, but I think it's a 1030. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh man, if you spent that much on a 1030, is how much did you tell me you spent on a 1030? Well, I didn't, I don't even remember how much he spent in general. I know, I know we didn't go over 1200 when we built it. No, hell no. Nah. Yeah, we, we didn't, we didn't go over 1200. The most, the most expensive thing was the, uh, the processor. Yeah. yeah. The, the graphics card was under a hundred dollars. Really? Yeah. Uh, it was under two for sure. Under two for sure. Mm, I don't remember. I don't Be- know. Because these, like, you got the GT 1030. I got the GT 710. And ours are, like, super duper basic. Ours are really just for, uh, like, output. Right. So it's not meant to, like, edit video or code video or nothing like mm-hmm. that. I mean, it does it, but that's not what it's for. Right. So, like I say, remember when you, like, went from the laptop to this, and you was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, so if you had, like, a real graphics card, nigga, your mm-hmm. mind would be blown. Right. Blown. <laughs> That's what I need. I need to upgrade as soon as possible. <clears throat> I would love to. Man, me too, but the graphics cards just cost too much right now. Yeah. The, uh, it's so hard to get your hands on them. Yeah. It is because <clears throat> they resell them for so much because can't nobody get them. So people buying them on the low if they can get them right. for like 400 and then they selling them for 1000 right. And the Scalping. thing is, niggas want them so bad, niggas are paying 1000 yeah, for them. Niggas paying 1000 You You could probably sell them for more because people need them and want them. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, man. Welcome back to the Block Talk Podcast. Block Talk episode. Good. Don't ask me. I want to say it's 15. I think it's 15. Too. I want to say it's 15. We'll, we'll edit and post. <laughs> uh, but yeah, episode 15, Block Talk Podcast. Welcome back. It's Welcome been, back. It's been a minute, Bob. Yeah, it's been about been about a week or so. No, it was no. before that. It was before your birthday was our last one. Was it? Yes. Yeah, because uh, I was thinking we might have did one the Sunday... We ain't doing that on Sunday because you celebrated your birthday on a Sunday, right? Yeah, and then after that, I was sick, so I, I didn't want to... I was actually off that Sunday, but I was sick as a dog, so I didn't even want to record. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that, yeah, that was damn near almost... It was almost, before your birthday. That's a while. Mm-hmm. Well, we back. We back at it now. And it's crazy because like, <clears throat> now, like I didn't think people would ask me about the pod, but like, I didn't think people would like, actively listen, mm-hmm. but... Now people ask me, hey man, where, where the podcast at? Where the podcast at? So I'll be, it made me feel good. Like, yeah. we'll be trying to get back, man. We're trying to get back. Yeah. Like, yeah, buy some more shirts. I'll quit. And I promise. Right. Every, every Sunday. But, but yeah, we, uh, we back at it <clears throat> right after, um, uh, well, first off, man, how was your, how was your week? You know, I don't want to. Uh, I mean, it was cool. It was cool. Didn't do much. Uh, chill, play some basketball. Had a ball hog on my team. Nigga was coming down court, shooting up threes. You know, I'm not fast. I'm not fast. I'm not going to outrun nobody. So the nigga would get the rebound, come down court, shoot the three, miss, 
Like, and I'm just getting to half court. <laughs> like, what if I wanted to be part of the offense? <laughs> Nigga didn't care. And I'm like, you know what? Like, you know, you want to, you know, you play for fun, yah, yah, yah. Like health, cardio, but nigga, I want to win. Right. We're not going to win like this. <clears throat> right. Like, nigga, like, I wish you could give niggas bad reviews in real life. Like, I would love to give a nigga a bad review in real life. You know what that's, that's an episode of? What's up? Black Mirror. Giving niggas bad reviews in real life? Yeah. It's, it's his thing. It's his thing you can, it's like social credit score. Oh, like <clears throat> what they do in China? Yeah. But it, it's it's like legit, like on, on the Black Mirror show, like you... If you have a bad encounter like a cashier, um, if you have a bad encounter with, like your neighbor or whatever, they can give you a bad rating. And I think it's like out of like five. So like every like top tier people are like you like four point five and above or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then like this girl, she's trying to she's trying to get like a four point two, um, so that she can get a better job and shit like that. But then like her friend is like a four point three and she invites her to the wedding. But, like, she only does it because, like, some algorithms proves that if she invites anybody with a low score to be in her wedding or whatever, it'll get her sympathy points. And then those people will raise her score up and higher and shit. So it's all, like, it's it's crazy. It's Mm -hmm. crazy. But it's it's really good. It's a really good episode. Now, that sounds like a good episode. (laughs) Um, It is. I I actually miss Black Mirror. Like, that was a really good show. The last season had uh, Anthony Mackie in it. Oh yeah, Anthony Mackie, uh, Clarence. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's her name? What's her name? Um, Molly Cyrus was okay. in it. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I remember him. Yeah, that was. A, I actually, I didn't finish the movie. The it's a it's a movie for it. That's pretty actually pretty cool. It's like, um, it's called Bander Bandersnatch, and like you can choose the uh, outcome through the movie. Mm-hmm. So like, the character would get to a certain point. The main character gets to a certain point. And you can be like, yeah, he choose, he decides to walk to work instead of drive his car or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the movie goes in a different direction. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, it's it's really that's cool. Sweet. And it's like, I think it's like four or five different endings. Uh-huh. It's a really cool, really cool movie. That's nah, sweet. <clears throat> I like yeah. that thing with the uh, social credit score, though. That sounds sweet. Yeah. Yo, um, so, I mean, I like that. But do you feel like people get angry too easily nowadays? Do you feel like it's too easy for people to be upset nowadays? Yeah, yeah, we definitely live in a very sensitive, sensitive time frame. Uh, so I want to talk about something I had heard. I think it was like on the Breakfast Club by Bill Bellamy. Mm-hmm. I know people don't probably quote Bill Bellamy on a regular basis, right? But um, he has said something like, "Back in the day, if you are upset or angry with something, you had to either go out your way, sit down, write a letter." Put it in an envelope, put a stamp on it, send it out to show that you were upset. Or if you wanted to call, you had to find the number, call the number, wait on hold, and address your concern to show that you were angry. Right. But now, if you're upset, the slightest bit upset, slightest bit annoyed, you can go online and dramatize how upset you are mm-hmm. about whatever the issue is. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I'm not going to tell anybody how to feel about whatever their situation is. But I do believe it's too easy to be upset. And it stuck with me personally because, you know, I got this uh, Galaxy S21. Mm-hmm. And I've always bought a top of the line phone. It's just what I do. A slight flex. Right. <laughs> and uh, I got a small dead pixel in the bottom right of my phone. Mm-hmm. And I'm calling him up. I'm like, yo, 
I got a dead pixel on my phone. Can you swap it out? Give me a new one. Like, send it to my house. Like, make it super convenient for me. Like, they always do. Right. And then it was like, no, because of this and this, you have to go inside and they they have to handle it inside. And that was about two months ago. Right. So, I caught them as soon as I noticed the pixel because I was, quote, unquote, like, upset and I wanted action. Right. But then they said, no, we require some action from you first. Right. And I'm like, oh, shit. (laughs) Like, you want me to go inside? Like, and uh, that's not, uh, I mean, it doesn't sound like a lot, but it was enough to deter me from doing it. Right. Like I said, so my phone still has the dead pixel dead on pixel. it. So that means I just wasn't as upset as I thought I was. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as big a deal as I thought it was. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how it is with a lot of things that people are quote unquote upset about. <clears throat> yeah, the internet has definitely given a a level of an, anonymity and a level of like um, confidence that's not really there. Mm-hmm. Like, it allows you to be whatever the fuck you want to be mm-hmm. and say it as loud as you want to say it. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, more times than not, in the 2021 internet, mm-hmm. nobody's going to hold you accountable for what you say. Mm-hmm. If you can say it and, you know, whatever, whatever you feel is going to be justified. Well, and- unless you're <clears throat> unless you're a person of status, unless you're a celebrity. I don't even know about that sometimes. Well, because, so, like I was saying, like, what the baby said. I mean, it wasn't behind the keyboard. His apology was behind the keyboard. He didn't even apologize from my understanding. Well, his, it wasn't, it was like a loose apology. He was, he didn't apologize for what he said. He apologized for how niggas felt. Mm. Because what he said was, like I said, he was doing this, he was doing his show. And, you know, he getting the crowd hype. Mm-hmm. He like, hey, if you came in here today and you ain't got AIDS or HIV, put your motherfucking lighters up. Or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And then he said, for all my fellas out there, if you ain't out there sucking dick in the parking lot afterwards, put your motherfucking lighters up. And gay people got offended. I don't know if they was offended by the HIV AIDS thing or if they were offended because he don't want people who, niggas who are sucking dick putting their <laughs> lighters up. And and I don't, I don't, under, I don't understand. I mean, I don't understand. Because uh, he didn't, he said, if you not, if you're a dude and you're not sucking dick. So I guess that's a gay thing, but but gay people suck dick. It's like, it's, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's that simple. It's, yeah, I mean, like, I'm not. One plus one. <laughs> and it's not. But so I feel like if those people, like the gay people or the LGBT or whatever, if they had to go out their way, because I'm sure they were upset. And if they want to be upset, that's absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if they had to go out their way to like write a letter to say, yo, what the baby said on that concert stage was wild. I'm very appalled at what he said. Mm-hmm. I don't think none of that shit would have happened. See, I don't, I, I don't understand the backlash that he got because it's, it seems like people instantly correlated a, HIV and AIDS to that community, uh-huh. and I think that's that in itself is wrong. Uh-huh. Like, <clears throat> like I was actually having this uh, years ago. Uh, cousin Ashanta brought this up, and oh, yeah. she was like, uh, she was like. She was like, I wouldn't want to be a gay person. And I'm like, of course, first thing I asked her, why? And she was like, because... That's a wild way to start a sentence. Right. Because she was she was like, because everybody, once you come out as gay, everybody thinks you want them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, nigga, I don't even like you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yo, that makes so much sense. Like, mm-hmm. like, you can't just assume just because somebody's gay that they want you. You could be ugly as shit to them. Mm-hmm. Like you can't, those two things don't correlate together. They're not synonymous. Mm-hmm. So yes, in back in the day, it was a stigma that, you know, HIV and AIDS was a gay, a gay disease or whatever, mm-hmm. or a gay STD or whatever. Mm-hmm. But now, 
like those things aren't mutually exclusive. Right. Like, so you can't, I think it's wrong for people mm-hmm. who want to stand up for these communities to instantly put that on them. You yeah. can't do that. Right. That's wrong. Right. Now, what he, what he said might have been wrong. I don't know. I'm not in that community. I don't mm-hmm. know what goes in and out of, you know, those those circles or whatever. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I don't I don't know the inner workings of that. Um, so maybe if if I knew more gay people, they would they can inform me why that is so offensive. But see, but I feel like they're just so hyperly sensitive. I feel like I feel almost feel like they're reaching because <laughs> it's like oh he said something about somebody gay sucking dick and HIV AIDS, and then it's like. You know what? We go drop him from Lollapalooza. We go drop him from everything. We go make him lose his endorsements and all of this other stuff. But like I said, Lil Nas can have like be naked gay kissing strippers on a music video on YouTube, get a billion plays, monetize or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Get all of this money. And it's like, well, he's one of ours. It's okay. You know what I'm saying? But then like uh, somebody else who's not in that group says something to go against that, not even going against that group, something that that group doesn't like, and they're like, "Oh no, now we, now we gotta, now you gotta battle us." Yeah, that's see, that's a slippery slope. No, nah, it is. That's a slippery slope within itself, um, just because uh, I don't want to get too deep on this. Uh, but you know, on one hand, it's it's oh, they're we're trying to make space in our in our. And our world for these people, or whatever. but I don't even want to say that now, we gotta make space because they, I mean, they exist. They, they like, yeah, they can, but they, they don't, they don't, them anything. Yeah, but it's they not, don't have the, they don't have, especially in the black community. Like black men don't have that that space to be themselves. No matter if you gay, straight, whatever. Like if you in some circles, if you Christian, you you bad. If you mm-hmm. Muslim, you bad. Like mm-hmm. it's just if you believe thing the. The black community stigmatizes things a lot. So, like, and especially for black men, we don't have spaces. So now they are they are trying to make spaces for, you know, young black men like uh, Lil Nas X, who may be gay, queer, or whatever they mm-hmm. want to be or whatever. Um, so that is, that's kind of a slippery slope to go down. Um, although I kind of get, you know, I kind of understand what you're saying. Like, if he can say whatever he want to say. And do whatever he want to do, mm-hmm. then these other people should be able to too, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the pendulum is swinging so drastically. It, the, the pendulum, <clears throat> the pendulum is ass, bro. Look, <laughs> do you know who? Do you know who Olivia Rodrigo is? The name sounds very. So funny. she's like this white pop person. Picture like Billie Eilish or, or, like fucking Ariana Grande, Selena Gomez, somebody in that line, right? Okay. So she had a video. From a from like years ago, where she was talking what they call like a black scent mm-hmm. or whatever. So she was talking black or whatever. Mm-hmm. She didn't say nigga or nothing. She was just talking black. And they and Wait, they what is that? I don't understand what that means. You know, like Turk talking with like an urban dialect, like probably saying shit like "yah" mean or oh, like "fam" or some shit like that. Okay. Some shit that a normal white person probably wouldn't say, okay, but some shit okay. that a black person would. Okay. So she was saying stuff like that, and they're like. Oh, this was years ago, but she still needs to account for this. She still needs to apologize for this and all of this other stuff. Like, we want answers. I'm like, who the fuck is we? Right. Like, I don't even like, because I don't even care. <laughs> like, it was years ago. And I don't I don't like when people go back years 
digging up shit. Because if you go back far enough to when somebody was younger or a kid or a teenager, you're going to find some stuff. Right. You're going to find some stuff. Because I know for a fact I said some wild oh, shit on Facebook. Wild boy. Wild boy. Wild I, was one boy. Of the, I was one of the wildest. <laughs> and wow, and I know for a fact someone was like, yo, like, yeah, uh, Frost, you said something back when you were 13 about not liking big white girls or something like that. Like, nigga, I was 13. Like, like, like what? Like, you mean apologize for being 13? Like, nigga, like, bring, I feel like you have to bring up your whole Facebook and Twitter feed from your whole life. And if yours is absolutely perfect, then you can question me on it. Right. But don't question me because I said, because I was younger, I said like, no fat chicks. Like, (laughs) like, how you gonna be mad at that? From some from like twenty years ago, and then and then it's the problem. Like you don't even like fat chicks, and you trying to call me out. <laughs> <laughs> you just ain't said it, right? No, oh, no, it's terrible. Yeah, I, I think it it should be like it should be like a credit score thing. After seven years, it should just fall off. It shouldn't even matter. Yeah, it shouldn't even matter. Yeah. Like after after seven years, you can't, like your statute of limitations. You cannot hold that against me. That was seven years yeah. ago. For sure. I don't care if it was seven years and one day ago. You cannot hold that against <laughs> that me. It just fell off. It just fell off. You cannot hold that against me. So, but um, I kind of, I kind of think that with t- with time, how people forget things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you say like every so often shit should fall off, and I think that's kind of also how artists kind of conduct themselves in a way. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of I. Like, I don't know if you noticed, but like a lot of the most successful artists reinvent themselves every few years. Yeah, you got to. And um, the the case I like to use is the evolution of Rihanna. Okay. Because I think Rihanna has probably had <clears throat> the best growth, the most consistent growth, and you can tell like each part of her career based on how she was at that time. Mm-hmm. So if you think like when she first came out. Like music of the sun, ponder replay. She was this, uh, you know, this this young dancing chick from the Caribbean, uh, with the with the uh big forehead right. and, the, and the chucks or whatever, right? <laughs> then some time passed. Then she's like on this like sultry, um, good girl gone bad tip. You know, she mm-hmm. with Chris Brown and all of this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And then she went a little bit further. She got darker with uh, I think like rated R mm-hmm. and um. With rated R, and then she got darker again with uh anti, mm-hmm. and then she changed again, and then she went into like her Fenty phase, mm-hmm. and she looked different. The music is different, and everything is different over time. And I think that evolution, in a way that she changed herself in different iterations, contributes a lot to her success. Yeah, I, I mean that's 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 actually a really good example. I mean I. I see a little bit different, like in between that 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 Chris Brown era. I feel like she embraced that that darker side of like, or embraced the more traumatic side after the whole Chris Brown event, the mm-hmm. whole domestic violence thing or whatever. I feel like she took that and embraced it, and <clears throat> like kind of put use that as fuel for her air quotes adulthood or like or her more you know. Um, I don't want to say violent, but her more um, aggressive, aggressive. Yeah, her a more ag- aggressive move into, like you said, that darker phase. Or yeah. Whatever. So like with Rated R, <clears throat> that was, that was shit like that. Like she did with like Young Jeezy mm-hmm. and stuff and stuff like that. So it was definitely a darker route. And, and anti, I wouldn't say is dark, but that was when she was on her 
like fuck nigga shit. Yeah, you yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying. That's when she came in. Her, came in her future bag, and and then like I said, then after that she took her time away from that, and then she went on to her fenty her fenty stuff, and she ain't did nothing since. Man, y'all not getting until until fenty stops selling. Y'all not getting an album. <laughs> like if you want an album, stop buying fenty. Yeah, she turned it into uh like Andre three thousand, bro. Like yeah. you'll get a feature every now and then. Don't expect no. Don't expect no project. Nah. <laughs> Music. Peasants. <laughs> <laughs> so besides so besides Rihanna, <clears throat> who's an artist that you can think of that had continuous, like, different iterations of themselves that you think helped sustain their like relevancy? Hmm. Different iterations of themselves to help sustain their relevancy. Yeah. I mean, I've been thinking about this for like the past three weeks, so I'm like locked and loaded. Yeah, you probably got a few. Yeah, and I just told you about this like 20 minutes ago. I, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure you can make a correlation for Kanye. Yeah. Um, no, I think Kanye's a good one. You want to uh, dive on that a little bit? Uh, I, like I said, it's off the cuff. But, uh, of course, his first three projects, he was like the, you know, the backpack rapper or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, towards the tail end of number three, um, towards the tail end of number three, he, or graduation, he like kind of went into that superstar mode or whatever. Um, But that was like also when he, when he get, he didn't get with, oh, he, did he break up with Amber Rose during uh, 808s Heartbreaks? Yeah. Like around that time, he broke up with Amber Rose and his mom died. Yeah. So yeah, that was a more of a, more of a depressed time or whatever. That's when we got 808s. Mm -hmm. And then around that time, he's like, he propelled himself into like, into I want to say like more so into the like mainstream hip hop scene because that's when he launched good music and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And you got uh, Good Fridays was a vibe. Good bro. Friday was amazing. Man. That, that was, was like the best hip hop promotion promotional thing ever. Yes, ever. Yes, because he came up with songs every Friday. Every Friday, and they were like all slaps, bangers. Christian Dior didn't them flow. No, I listen to no, I, I listen to that at least once a month. Christian Dior like, didn't flow. Yes, yes, man. That, that was a good one. And I, I'm actually like really upset that um, that uh, Two Chains didn't sign with uh, Good Music because he like they they rocked together for a while, mm-hmm. and I know he was trying to sign them. But uh, it just didn't work out. Yeah, you know, sometimes <clears throat> it don't always work out in business, and that's okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. They great music together though. They made really good music. Oh yeah, like Mercy, like uh, Birthday. Yeah, it, they made some pretty good music. But anyway, uh, yeah. So um, and then like I said he propelled himself into superstar status with you know all the all his next projects, Dark Twisted Fantasy, uh, Pablo, mm-hmm. um, and then you can see where he got more of that narcissistic, um, narcissistic mindset when he got he dropped Jesus. Now I'm gonna argue. I'm gonna say that that narcissistic thing came with uh with a uh, what's the shit the real one uh my favorite album uh, Dark, Dark Twisted Twist Fantasy. Fantasy yeah it you came so? it came, yeah. Because he was like the way, just even the way it started, like the one you know was made up centuries ago. Like, mm-hmm. like he was saying that he was like on some god level shit at mm-hmm. that time. He didn't go out and say it until like Jesus. <clears throat> yeah, but he was on his. He was like, starting to feel it. Yeah, he was starting. He was starting to feel it. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to say that between Jesus and Yay. Uh, that was the God. No, that wasn't the gospel one. What's the gospel one? Um, Jesus uh, is King. Yeah. So between 
uh, Life of Pablo and Jesus is King, I feel like he stagnated. I feel like he kind of stayed the same person mm-hmm. until when he got to uh, Jesus is King. Then he went to the gospel route, which was different. It was different. It was mm-hmm. cool. It was different. But uh, from what I've been hearing of his new stuff, his new stuff sound fire. Yeah, I have. I haven't heard. I didn't listen to the gospel. Uh, the gospel album. Honestly, I didn't listen to any of like. Man, when was the last time I listened to a whole Kanye project? I think the last time I listened to a whole Kanye album was My Dark Twisted Fantasy. Like I haven't listened to anything ever since then. So you snooze uh-huh. and see, Kanye is making gospel, but he's making. Like, his version, like yeah, he's, he's making his way. Yeah, he's making like center gospel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <clears throat> I, I, I did listen to it just because I felt like he was, he, he just like many other um, celebrities or whatever, um, in particular black celebrities, are you are using God to get back in our good favor, mm-hmm. um, and I didn't like that. I, I, I just don't like that at all. I don't like the manipulation, uh, or even like the idea of the manipulation. Well, like you, like. Is numerous numerous people came out and talked about how he, how during the church service he's selling white socks that say like Jesus on them for like a thousand dollars. Like that's that's manipulation. I, I don't like that. So I don't know if I want to call it like straight up manipulation mm-hmm. because you know Kanye has been known as a style biter. He's the Kakashi of hip hop or oh, whatever, definitely. right? So I think once he heard Chance and Coloring Book. Yeah, being oh. that they both from Chicago, <clears throat> that's when he started taking that gospel vibe like real serious. Mm-hmm. Cause that's when he like that one um like like ultra light beam mm-hmm. or whatever. So I don't think he necessarily used. And then even before you know like he made Jesus walks mm-hmm. and he did other like gospel and choir like things before. Yeah, don't get me so wrong. So it, like, it ain't like he found Jesus like last week and yeah. said we gonna put his name on some socks. No, no, no. I definitely like I think like his upbringing like through his mom was I think. His upbringing through his mom, he was a a spiritual person or whatever. He was raised to be a spiritual person, mm-hmm. um, but like just the route he's taken now, I I just I I can't put my stamp of approval on it. Like, and I I won't. I refuse to you know listen to it or whatever. Wow. <clears throat> so See? so yeah, but like I said, the stuff I like you said, the stuff I I heard um, as well, like. Some of the snippets from like the listening party or whatever, or the listening concert, whatever you want to call it, um, sounds really good. Mm-hmm. Sounds really good. Um, like he hasn't. Only time I can say he like left his bag is on um, that horrible, horrible, horrible Nas album, mm-hmm. um, Nasir. Like that was fucking horrible. I, I didn't even listen to that one. That was horrible. Oh my god, it was bad. It was so bad. Um, but you know, I, I you know me, I, I championed Daytona, and that was a really good album. Seven seven songs, solid. Um, I skip his I skip his verse on what would Meek do, mm-hmm. but other than that, really really solid. Like he haven't left his bag musically. Mm-hmm. Um, from my understanding, he's been working. He's been flying people to Wisconsin to you know work on this project. That's where he at right now. <clears throat> no, well before before this, because remember it was like rumors he was doing something you, with Dr. Dre. You mean Wyoming? Wyoming, thank you. Okay. I, well, I okay. think Wisconsin. Wisconsin. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, Wyoming, and he had a lot of people <laughs> like um. What's um? He had Drake out there. Yeah, Drake out there. He had um. What's dude name? Griselda. Um, Benny. No, not Benny. Um, Conway. Uh huh. Yeah. He, he yeah, had yeah. Conway out there. Um, and it was it was actually funny because Conway was talking about how he um, he was like you know is he's like it's not like you know regular. It ain't like he went back to you know street rapping or whatever. He's 
you know, still on some, you know, God or religious stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he was like, it was kind of tough for me to like write those kind of bars. So like I grew up in the church, but like that ain't my lifestyle no more or whatever. Right. So he's like, I had to, I had to call people like, Hey, you know what I'm saying? What's like, what, what's this verse and what's that? What's this? And he was like, it was just hard to get in that space because mm-hmm. I couldn't smoke. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do this. I couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when we went to Dre house to record or whatever, like I was able to smoke and do all this stuff. And I was I was able to get all my bars out. Yeah. And he's like, and it, and it still sounded, you know, spiritual or whatever. Or it was stuff that Kanye would approve of. Mm-hmm. So it was, you know, it's like I say, he got people, good people around him. But Kanye always kept good writers and you, good good musicians around him. So do you think Kanye is under pressure? <clears throat> I think Kanye is holding out to drop when Drake drop. I, I think I actually think they're both drop. They're trying to drop over each other. So we'll never get the albums. So <laughs> so but so who would you say is under the most pressure to produce a better album? Like like let's, let's definitely say definitely Kanye. Definitely Kanye. Kanye under more pressure. Definitely Kanye. Because he he's been so hit well to me, he's been so hit and miss with stuff. Mm-hmm. Where like I mean like Drake can drop tonight and it's gonna be a billion billion streams. Like it's mm-hmm. it's gonna happen. Like this is this is the biggest rap star, rap artist we've ever seen like mm-hmm. he he's gonna drop he's gonna sell mm-hmm. uh now i i think we not getting the drake album like i said until we get the kanye album when mm-hmm. kanye album drop drake go step on it period well drake said he wanted it out in the summer but and i <clears throat> but i also think drake is under is under crazy pressures just because i feel like when you are at the top for a while and then let's say you take like a step back to just like let things like progress mm-hmm People are like, oh man, he didn't fell off. He ain't got it. You know, he been sleeping and yah yah yah. But like, he came out with this. I heard. I just heard some verse from him like a couple days ago. Like RDC World had did a skit about it. Mm-hmm. They was like, when well, you get a Drake feature, you don't even try or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then the new song had came out with Drake on it, and the other nigga didn't even try. Yeah, Drake was I snapping. I don't though. have to. Drake was snapping. He's boy. Look, I got the lyrics right here. <laughs> he said something like, Nike don't pay me to do it. They pay me to show you and do it again or something like that. And I'm like, damn. Like, he said, I still with the left and the right, but tonight, man, I don't want to dance or something. I'm like, I'm like okay, Drake. Look, uh, ah. uh, what's his name? When when Shaq got drafted to the Magic, uh, Den- Dennis Smith. Dennis mm-hmm. Smith, well, they, got, they got to like the playoffs or something or finals or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, Dennis Smith was like, I don't have to do anything. <laughs> we got shot. Like, yeah. I don't have to do anything. Yeah. That's how it is. We, we, I got Drake on the song. I don't mm. have to do anything. See, but I could be like Kid Cudi, just so, so, mm, 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 so, and Drake so, kill it. So, over. do you think people like don't like the pressure or something, or do you feel like having somebody divert that pressure off somebody else off to that pressure, like makes it easier for them? Or like, you mean like, like when it comes out to album time or like verse time? Do you think it's a difference? I think I definitely think it's different. I think it's like if I was a musician, I would love to drop the same day as like somebody bigger than me drops. Mm-hmm. Um, because if he go that, especially if we in like the same um, the same genre, mm-hmm. like if it was one was R and B and one was like rap or whatever, that's different. Mm-hmm. But because we both uh, we both in rap, when when I look on my Google Play or my iTunes or whatever. Like if I look up new releases, like they go be there and I'm gonna be there. And you go be like, oh, you know what? I didn't know he dropped today. Let me go ahead and check it out too. 
Mm-hmm. And that, that's all I need, like mm-hmm. a, a two. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> all I need is that T-O-O. Like, I mean, oh, oh, Bobby dropped today too? And Dre dropped? Let me get both of those. You know what I mean? And I think it's the same way with like, <clears throat> and like albums in stores. Like, yeah, you might go in for the Drake album, mm-hmm. but if your album is right next to Drake on the same day, mm-hmm. I got the extra 15 to spend. You know, why not? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I would love to drop on the same day as a bigger artist. Mm-hmm. Um, but like when it come down to verses, like... Okay, if I was an artist, I would, of course, like to be one of the, you know, lyrical, miracle, spiritual type shit. Yeah, okay. So yeah. I would always want to have the better verse. Uh-huh. So I think, I do think there there's a pressure there, but this the pressure, the pressure would be on me to make sure I have a solid performance on this track because I know I'm giving it to, you know, a Cole, a Drake, a Kendrick, a Wale. I'm giving it to people that's like, that go hard. So, so, so do you remember hearing that, uh... <clears throat> What's the fat nigga name? Do you remember Raw Wave was supposed to have a song with Drake? But I'm not familiar because I don't really follow Raw Wave. So. Me neither. But Raw Wave was supposed to have a song with Drake. But I guess Drake verse was like killing his or something. Put it out. No, he didn't. No, he dropped out. He didn't want to do it. He, he said it was going to be too much pressure. So he didn't because he don't want his verse to be seen as less than. He didn't, he didn't feel like he could perform the way he normally performs. So he decided to drop out. Put it out, bro. That, that that's a so, Drake feature. Put it out. But like, what if you being unable to perform the way you normally perform? Like, you don't want to put a product other than your best self out there. So whether it's your nerves or anything preventing you, because that's like, that's like Simone Biles. Mm, I'll, okay, okay. That, that that's two different things. I'll, I'll transition into that. But on this no, Broadway no. thing, I no put it out. Put it and. Especially if this is going to be your single leading to your album, put that song out. I don't care how bad you did. Put that song out. That song is going to send you to the top of the charts. You will get so much money off of this. Put that fucking song out, bro. Like, do not, don't do that. Put that song out. Take the shot, all right? Um, but to transition into the Simone Biles thing, like. Be- because that's the thing. She, she, like I said, she's not feeling herself. Like, she got a case of the twisties. She can't even fucking land. Yeah, but I think that's that came from not necessarily that didn't come from internal pressures. That came from outside external pressures or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, like my, I was having this conversation with um, a friend of mine, Joe, and he's a he's a listener to the podcast, so I hope he listens. What up, Joe? Uh, but yeah, he um, <clears throat> so he was saying like his his thing was he. He doesn't like the fact that she got a medal um, after she quit the that event or whatever at the Olympics. Um, and my thing was... Was it a team event? Yeah, it was a team event. Okay, I was and on the team. That's exactly what I said. That's exactly what I yeah, said. Yeah, that's like, that's like saying, uh, what's that nigga name? Like, Patrick McCall shouldn't get no ring. Like, People, he, he, he the last person to three-peat. <clears throat> like, like, dude, you... So, that, that's what I said. If you're on the team... You get the ring. Mm-hmm. You, you get whatever come with the team or whatever. Yeah. No matter. And then, like, from my understanding, she went out there, tried to mm-hmm. perform, and then she was like, no, I'm done. I'll back out. Mm-hmm. So his thing was, okay, she quit. She quit on the team. She shouldn't get She shouldn't get that silver medal with them or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know what? And to a degree, I understand what he's saying. Mm-hmm. I totally understand what he's saying. Mm-hmm. But I, my thing was, I won't, I wouldn't let the fact that these the outside pressures and the 
the people scoring her unfairly mm -hmm. is what got to her too quick. Mm -hmm. I won't let that be the that to me is always going to be the over yeah. the over the the bigger the bigger point of the conversation. Yeah. <clears throat> well, not even that. Like what I was always saying in all the comments to him was they still won. Even right. without Simone, right. they still came in second place. Right. I, I kept saying that. They kept, I kept saying that. Mm -hmm. they, these girls came in second place without her. Mm -hmm. So, oh, I'm going off. So, if, imagine this. Imagine if she would have, if she would have competed, if she would have competed with her uh, unstable, unstable mental health or whatever, and she messed up mm -hmm. all her, all her stuff. They already go judge her harshly because she's super great. Yeah. And they already openly said they're going to dock her points. Mm -hmm. And then if she if she actually messes up, they're gonna dock it even more. Right. So let's say, let's say they don't win at all. Mm -hmm. They don't get bronze, metal, bronze, silver, or gold. Mm -hmm. Now all the, the blame is on Simone. Mm -hmm. And none of it is on these girls or whatever. Right. Like we should always big these three girls up. Yeah, yeah. They they went out there. It was a four-person event, and only three of them uh, competed or whatever, and they still won silver. Let's not gloss over that. But to me, the bigger the bigger goal is always, the, the bigger conversation is always going to be, she wouldn't have backed out if they were, if they were um, scoring her correctly. Yeah, and I feel that's the point of judges is to score things fairly and uniformly. Just, I mean that's I mean I mean that's like saying like. Yeah, Steph, you so good at shooting threes. Whenever you make a three, it's only going to count for two. Exactly. Like, no, nigga. I, I'm just better. Like, <laughs> right. I, I worked to be better. I worked to make this easy for me. Yeah, and my my thing is, like, when has, when has being the great, when has being the greatest at a sport ever made the sport worse? Right. Every, every single time, like, <clears throat> like we, Every time somebody come in, that's even okay. Let's use basketball. Every you know, everybody loves everybody loves the best. Everybody loves a juggernaut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, people people talk shit about those Warriors teams, but niggas either love the Warriors or they love to hate the Warriors. Exactly. Either way, you watch to see what's about to happen with these fucking Warriors. The war is exactly exactly like every we use in basketball as an example when <clears throat> when people like people like Charles Barkley came out, he was an anomaly. Mm -hmm. Like a guy that big to move like that, he was supposed to be like center or whatever, mm -hmm. but he was undersized, but he was big. Mm -hmm. And then he inf he influenced a whole generation of people to come. Mm -hmm. You look at people like Chris Webber. You look at people like I mean, maybe Zach Randolph wasn't as fast, yeah, but like, like like a Draymond, yeah, yeah. Like you you see these people like a rising rising tide raises all ships. Mm -hmm. So she should, like you said, she should she should never be docked for being great. Mm -hmm. And then the outside pressures of, you know, performing her is just like uh, uh, Naomi Osaka. Like, mm -hmm. like, yeah, I'm going back out because I don't like the way these interviewers you know, or the media mm -hmm. interview me after after I lose. Like, it's not good for my health. You're making me doubt myself. Now, do you think it's Naomi or Simone or is white? Do you think they would have these same kind of things going on? <clears throat> let's say let's say they both want to drop out because they uh, because of their mental health and they were white. Do you think? They would get the same kind of media attention. You think they would get more? You think they would get less? What do you think? I think they'll get the same amount of media attention, but it'd be way more accepted. Mm. Yeah, it'd be way more accepted. 
Mm-hmm. And actually, that's actually something like I made sure I didn't do in my conversation with Joe because Joe Joe is a white guy. I don't know if I told you, but yeah, Joe. No, I've, I've seen this picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Joe, Joe really cool. Like me, I met Joe at uh, our institute or whatever. We used to hoop together. Mm-hmm. He was he was one of the people that my first my first night first night at college or my first week in college. We went to their house, mm-hmm. their dorm for this party or whatever, mm-hmm. and then they came back to our dorm. Mm-hmm. Like, so I was the only art student in a house full of culinary students. Mm. So I never had to cook anything. <laughs> <laughs> so they all they all came over to my apartment and they cooked everything in the house. They made fried chicken. They made uh they made quesadillas. They somebody made a cake. They they made so much stuff. Sounds they, sounds like some good calories, my guy. And then I was so I was the only sober one there. <laughs> so they all passed out like they all passed out drunk how whatever. They all sleep in our apartment. And uh, I wake I wake up to quesadillas and <laughs> chicken and we, they end up cutting uh my my roommate's uh cheesecake he been making and like it was it was crazy it was crazy but uh but yeah that's the, one of the things I I made sure not to bring up like the whole race thing or whatever because mm-hmm. ultimately to me it I didn't want it to be a race thing I mm-hmm. like to me the conversation was if you are great you shouldn't be docked for being great no absolutely. Period. Uh, but yeah, like I, I do think that it would have been the same amount of coverage or whatever, but I think it would have been way more accepted and people would have understood more if, you know, if they were any other race, like outside of black, <laughs> honestly, like, but we are, we are, unfortunately, we are the show monkeys and, mm-hmm. you know, we got to perform. So right. that's just what it is. Yeah. Um, Speaking of performing, dog, uh. What's this thing going on with your boys, uh, Royce and um, Lupe? Nah, oh my god! Cause I know they had, I know they had a podcast together, right? Yeah, they had a pod that I loved. I loved and support. I brought two shirts from that pod. Yo, he bought <laughs> merch. I brought merch. He from bought that, merch. I brought merch from that pod. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they uh, just long story short, it was it started off as a beef or started off as a friendly competition of I rap better than you, and then Lupe jumped out the window. And instead of making a song proving he raps better than Royce, uh, he made a diss record. Mm-hmm. And if you know me, I love diss records. I love against diss record. Me too. I love W. <clears throat> I love it. That's not a diss record. What is it? That is a good song. It is a diss record. That is not not to the person he was aiming at. Bro, it don't matter if you shooting, you shooting. No, you it do about? matter. It do matter. It do matter. It is, we didn't even talk about this. Go ahead, bro. It do matter. As you were saying, nigga. It matters. <laughs> That's what I was saying. It matters. It matters. So anyway, uh, yeah, uh, Lupe made a diss, a diss record, and Royce made a record that you know was supposed to prove that he raps better than uh, Lupe or whatever. Um, so um, I don't want to go too, too deep into it, but it was originally like people was gassing it up to be like a URL smack, you know, battle rap kind of thing or whatever, um, and it included like so many other people. Uh, but now, like, it, it ultimately broke up this podcast or whatever. Uh, and it actually it actually taught me something really, really interesting that I, like, need to stop doing. Um, <clears throat> I assume people of the same caliber are friends when they start working together. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, after listening to after listening to so many of these, like, Instagram Live and, like, conversations between Lupe and Royce or conversations about Lupe and conversations about Royce, I found out they're like, they don't know each other in real life. Mm-hmm. They met through like, they 
kind of ran the same circles. Of course, they know of each other or whatever, mm-hmm. but they don't really know each other. Like they, their first time meeting was like behind the scenes before the podcast started, and they didn't even meet in person. Mm-hmm. Like they just, they was like, <clears throat> apparently, this is actually something. Uh, this is something Lupe brought up was like, you know, like I didn't reach out to you for this podcast. Mm-hmm. I didn't reach out to you. Reach out to me. Mm-hmm. Like your wife wanted you to, you know, you wanted something to do through the podcast, through, through the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Your wife told you to reach out to me for to do something or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we decided to get this podcast going. And we only and he said, Lupe was like, I only did it because my man Tom wanted to start his production company. Mm-hmm. So that's the only reason why I did it because you you wanted you needed a co-host and my man's time wanted me to do something with him but i never wanted to do it mm-hmm. so now that i'm in this space it's okay i'm here we go we go try it but like i don't really know you nigga. and then when we start talking about different things we have to edit everything out that you say because i don't agree with nothing you say <laughs> so like they just like they like i found out that they just aren't Again, they they are peers. They they you know know of each other, mm-hmm. but they just they don't know each other. And then, and like I just had to, I really had to come to that like realization that like these niggas not really cool. Like mm-hmm. or not just these two in particular, but like people <laughs> <clears throat> people that I you know look up to and I put in the same I put in the same category. It's like yeah, they don't they don't know each other. Like mm-hmm. and that's that's why. They don't have any songs together. Like mm-hmm. I sit here now, wonder like, damn, why, why Lupe and Royce ain't got songs together? And kind of find out through the podcast they actually were supposed to work on an album together a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it was gonna be like a, a collaboration album or whatever. And at the very last minute, Lupe dropped out. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, very interesting. Um, I would I, rap beef. I, I would I would want to see them battle. I want to see them battle. And don't get me wrong, it doesn't have to be. The traditional, it doesn't have to be the traditional necessary, necessarily uh, 32 bars every round kind of thing. It doesn't have to be that. They could do something, they, they could do something different with it, but I would like to see them battle. Even though I think if it was head up battle, like just bars for bars, I think Royce eating that nigga. <clears throat> I don't think so. See, people, I, you know me, I, I am the Lupe fan that you know. Uh, <laughs> you don't know any other Lupe fan. Um, <laughs> But yeah, Lupe comes from battle rap. People, that's what people don't understand. People come from he comes from this. He knows the inner workings of it or whatever. Um, not to the level that like Eminem came from battle rap, mm-hmm. but like that's kind of how he got his start or whatever. Um, and, and Lupe is Lupe is just different. Like, I mean, I understand Lupe is Lupe different. Is I understand Lupe has different. bars. I understand Lupe has wordplay, but. Like we were talking about before, there's there's other things that go into it, like like the delivery. I'm saying like the delivery, like if you got the crowd behind you or not, mm-hmm. things like that, and things like that matter. And I don't know if if uh Lupe can outdo Royce in that thing because because in the end, at the end of the day, it comes down to, they don't really score them for real. So at the no. end of the day, it comes down to public opinion. Yeah. And I think no matter what Lupe did, unless Royce went out there and laid an egg, I don't think uh, I don't think Lupe would be able to get him. I don't think he would win in the court of public opinion. I, I think I think he would. I think he would because like as I I think Royce is way more technical than Lupe is. But when it comes down, I think that's going to be his downfall mm. if he tried. Like 
I think I think race would overthink it. And then like it it won't be a total egg, but it'll be it'll be like mm, that didn't really hit the way you thought it was gonna hit because you overthought it. But you know, but because you know the way Facebook work, I watched one battle rap thing for like three minutes, so now that's all I get on my videos now. Yeah, algorithm. Uh, I had it had said something like one of the battle rappers had said something like because the old dude old boy was from like Las Vegas or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And. Like, he said something like, when you were first born, you envied me, or whatever. And, like, you know, Vegas. Yeah, Nevada. And I'm like, okay, like, I get it. That Mm -hmm. was kind of hard, or whatever. And, um, but the crowd went, but the crowd went crazy about it. Like, to me, I'm like, oh, that was a bit of a stretch, but it was cool, whatever. But the crowd went crazy. And I think when it comes to stuff like that, if that's what the crowd likes, Royce is going to win. And then Uh they like the, and then, but, and then one other thing, the only place I would probably give that nigga name uh lupe the edge would be if it came down to like different schemes so are you familiar with how schemes work in battle rap mm-hmm. yeah so if lupe was carrying on a scheme or something i feel like he would do that really really well mm-hmm. and that would be like his only way but if he went like just straight bar for bars just like just regular bars and then neither of them are really like gun toters anyway but nah that's not true they are they both like you ain't see the old beef DVD with fucking Royce with the rocket launcher? I was about Lupe though. Lupe has Lupe. Lupe got a, Lupe got a sword. No, Lupe has guns. <laughs> Lupe has guns. Well, he's like, from Chicago, so yeah. <laughs> outside of that, but like he's 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 like a trained marksman. His dad is a Green Beret. Mm-hmm. They he taught him how to shoot guns from a very young age. Mm-hmm. Nigga been shooting guns, loading guns, like all of that shit. For a long time. Okay, well then shit. Okay, then <laughs> like, like I said, people don't know Lou. Like I'm like I know Lou. Well, like man, there's gonna be some good gun bars then. Uh I don't think they'll do that though. That's not their lifestyle. It's not we're not race anymore. Right. Um but but yeah, I I don't wanna see it. These are two of my of my favorites. Um, you know. But if I had to I, if I had to score it as a diss, if it's as as beef, as a diss, I think Lupe got the edge. I think Lupe got him out one one zero. But if we look at the better song or like the basis of what the beef started with mm-hmm. was I rap better than you, uh, I give it to Royce one zero because Royce outdid him for six minutes and fifteen seconds, like mm-hmm. just showing different different like you said schemes patterns, uh, rhyming multi syllables, all that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, just proving I am a better rapper than you. I checked all these boxes. You go check these boxes. Mm-hmm. And Lupe was like, no, nah, nigga, fuck you. You know, you ain't this, you ain't that. Go clean your city up. <laughs> like, that's, that's legit what he said. He's like, go clean your city up. I was like, ooh. Hey, <laughs> hey well, nigga, everybody who just came from Chicago, I don't know if the nigga can really talk like that. Them niggas, them niggas got a whole underbelly, bro. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Okay, so I had this conversation too. Royce is much more in the streets and capable of cleaning the city up mm-hmm. than, than Lupe is. Okay. Lupe is not is not connected with like the Chief Keeps the the nigga, the Darks Chief, nigga, Chief Keeps live in LA. I mean, I'm just saying like the people that are from Chicago that have that influence. Lupe isn't around those circles, as far as I know. Mm-hmm. But Royce Royce wits out of baby. He he be, he he's in the city. He knows these people. Mm-hmm. Where Lupe don't have that same kind of influence to me. Mm-hmm. So I think he can get that bar off, and you can't hold that against Lupe. That's like that's like me saying, you know, hey, you know, street nigga, go do something in the street. I'm a I'm a nerd. Like, like I don't have any influence out here whatsoever. I can say that because you know I'm a, I'm a nerd. Uh-huh. Like you go do that. Right. <laughs> so, 
yeah, that's that's it. Um, dog, for the last for the last nine or ten, bro, I want to talk about your uh, your black market, dog. Oh yeah, 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 man. So first, I want to thank everybody that came out uh July twenty fifth for the black market. Um, if you all don't know what the black market is, it is a uh quick quick synopsis. It's a gathering of small entrepreneur small black businesses and entrepreneurs. Um, almost like a pop-up shop vendor event or whatever, um, trying to grow it more into more of a networking event and bring just bring communities out, bring the black community out to show that we can support one another uh, without having to go outside of us. Like we all we need. Um, so yeah, the black market was July 25th. I actually have another one coming up on August 15th. Um, if you know anybody that's interested, that would like to be a vendor or if you just want to come out Please reach out to me through uh, through Facebook or Instagram. You can reach out to Royal Lineage Apparel. Um, I actually host everything through those pages. So uh, yeah, reach out to on uh, Facebook or Instagram, and uh, I'll make sure to put you on the list. All right. But uh, yeah, it was it was actually pretty good, pretty good event. Uh, we had on paper, I had thirty one vendors sign up. Mm-hmm. Um, people that actually showed up, it was like two. Nah, I actually showed up. It was like, like fifteen, mm-hmm. but I had like another seven that paid for spots that didn't show up. Mm-hmm. So, so thanks, it was. Thanks for your donation. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was, <laughs> I was able to pay pay my staff. So, <laughs> so yeah, it was actually really really good. I had a really good dog. Time. You see the tan I got? I see that. <laughs> this, is, dog, this is from one black market. This is from one. <laughs> One, I be telling people like, bro, it be hot out there. Like, bring, bring you a tent, man. I'm glad you gave us the white shirts and you, <laughs> and you took the black ones. I'm like, yeah. ooh, that nigga hot. I didn't, I didn't have enough. I was gonna give the everybody the black ones again, but I didn't have enough uh enough shirts to go around. So I was like, fuck it, I'll just, bro, I'll do black. Bro, ones. rumor has it you getting larger sizes for next time. What's up? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm working on it now. I just like again worked all this fucking overtime, so now I got enough money to buy to restock properly. Um, I actually just went through a few of my boxes in here to see different size hoodies and shirts and stuff like that I got. Uh, I'm actually trying to I'm trying to have a new garment or new design out there um, for August 15th. So hopefully I can get down to the basement and print them up or whatever in time to to get it done. But <clears throat> yeah, you, you ever thought about hiring an assistant? Yes and no. Um, I mean, why? Because you have a girlfriend. No, no. I, I actually like. I, I actually try my best not to like bog her down with stuff because I already like. I already like put you know my business in like a a compromising spot as far as like her or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. So like I I try not to ask her to like do anything with it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah. Uh. I <clears throat> I thought about it. Um. But. I don't know. I just I always look at I look at the money coming in through the business and can I actually afford to pay anybody off that money alone? And I'll be like, no, nah, I can't. I would have to dig into my personal pocket to pay these people. But I feel like you don't need like a professional assistant. I feel like you could use like one of your brothers, honestly, because mm-hmm. somebody like who has the time. I mean, like you could like see when I see somebody as an assistant for you. I know a lot of time you try to get stuff, but it'd be out of stock mm-hmm. and then it'll come back in stock. But you waited too long before you saw it. So now it's only one size left of the thing. And that's the size that you already got. Right. So I think having somebody like one of your brothers where like, yo, bro, I need this brand shirt 
I need 20 of them in an extra large and like two in like a 2X or something. So this is the page. I need you to check this page every day. When this thing becomes available, I need you to order 20 and 20. Check it like multiple times a day. That's all I need you to do. Or whatever, something like something like that, and then like you ain't having this nigga work super duper hard. Right. Like you get the order in, I give you five dollars, nigga. Like here, <laughs> like that's it. Yeah, I did. I did consider well, not not in that capacity, but I was thinking like somebody actual like how you read like to print shirts with me and do everything from yes. like top to bottom. See, nah, see, because I mean I'm not a super busy dude, but I would love an assistant. <laughs> like, like, I hate everybody when I'm like, hey, like, hey, nigga, run the family dollar. <laughs> like, like, get the six pack of paper towel, it's 250. What you, what you mean is that you, you, you want a kid. <laughs> That's what you want. Need, you want yeah, a kid. Yeah, I, need a, I, need a, I need a 17 year old for sure. For sure. Oh, man. Oh, but like, speaking of which, uh, you know, I actually had a really proud moment uh, after the black market. After the black market. Um, beyond, I, I think it's his girlfriend now. I'm not 100% sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's his girlfriend now, though. But she uh, she showed up or whatever. Yeah, I and, seen it. Yeah, I seen it. And uh, she's a really cool girl. Uh-huh. Uh, so she showed up, and I, I had just paid him, you know, because he uh, he's getting into photography and stuff. So he did all the photography and the videography for the uh, for the event. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, you know what I'm saying? Look at him. Like, she drove up here. She picked him up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I know she she works. I forgot where he said she worked I think at. it was like Pizza Place or something. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, I was like, you know what I'm saying? He's he driving off with his girl or whatever. You know what I'm saying? He got some money in his pocket. He can go take <laughs> yeah. her out. I felt really proud. Yeah, like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? That's my little brother, man. Yeah. My little, little brother. So, uh, yeah, he actually, uh, he got a job interview tomorrow at, at my job. Really? Yeah. Uh, they uh, I talked to the managers or whatever. And, so, uh, so, he ain't messing with DTE no more? Nah. So, apparently, like, something happened where... Um, the IT people there mm-hmm. knew that his computer wasn't working, mm-hmm. but he didn't think to check in with his team lead. Mm-hmm. And so like he wasn't he wasn't showing up because mm-hmm. the computer was messed up. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't checking in with the team lead. So mm-hmm. they was like, you were no call, no show, you gotta go. Oh wow. So but the whole time the IT team knew mm-hmm. they were working on his computer. Mm-hmm. So so it was kind of a cash twenty two thing. But So you your know. brother get hired in, do you still get mm-hmm. the hiring bonus, the referral bonus? Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I need my thaw out. <laughs> I need that, uh, but yeah. I, uh, so he, so he will be on a, a. So originally, the assistant manager, I was telling him or whatever. And the assistant manager was like, you know, why don't you just try to get him in your department? And I'm like, well, I would, but HR, you know, won't let me be over him because you know mm-hmm. I, I'm a team lead and he'll be an operator. Mm-hmm. It'll be family. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh yeah, you know that's right. You know, he's like, honestly, I personally don't care about that kind of stuff as long as nobody reports you. For like showing him special treatment or whatever, mm-hmm. like we should be able to change those rules. Uh, but if you worried about getting here on getting him here on time, um, I can put him somewhere you know next to yours with the same time frame, mm-hmm. and you know you can get him back and forth to work. So mm-hmm. I'm like, cool. So they they gave him an interview, his interview tomorrow or Monday or whatever, and um, <clears throat> and hopefully he'll be starting Tuesday. Like if if they hire the people they hire there. He better get a job. <laughs> he better get a job. Like they, uh, they hire some idiots, man. Yeah, oh my god! Dog, this is dude at four, bro. He been there for twenty years, and that nigga can't do nothing. Dog. That nigga does absolutely nothing. This nigga always be like, I'll be. This nigga always about to be right back. I've never actually seen this nigga come back. <laughs> like he'll come back and he like, no, I'll be right back. He's like, right you know back. what? I left something. I'll be right back, dog. For like ten hours. Like nigga, where do you go? Like dog. <laughs> like damn, dead ass. He's a fucking bum. But um. Real quick, I got one question. And this is a question I've been asking on my pod. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, how long have you and you been together? Five years. 
So well, it, it'll it'll be five years. So, what's one thing as a couple you feel that you could beat most other couples in? Like it was a competition, and as you versus other couples, more than likely you go knock off every other couple in this particular thing. Probably volleyball. You think you you think you and her would rock volleyball? I think they and her would kill volleyball. See, I asked her. She said she couldn't think of anything. She said like debate. Nah, see, she's a way better debater than I am, and it, and I'm I'm a I'm a very jack of all trades but master of none type shit. Uh-huh. Like, like you you might possibly bring up a a a, a topic I have no no standing on, mm-hmm. and like and not just like no standing, but like no like facts, mm-hmm. and it all be like personal opinion, mm-hmm. and I might be able to sway you with my personal opinion, mm-hmm. but it's never any facts with it. Like she'll come she. She's much better with like actual having facts on like a specific thing mm-hmm. where I may have a general knowledge of it, but you know, whatever. So yeah, I asked her. She said, Y'all, she couldn't think of anything. So she said y'all was debate and you say volleyball. You know, me and my girl is Scrabble. Yeah, so yeah, 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 another yeah, couple yeah. wanna come and play Scrabble is over with. Yeah, I ain't I ain't doing Scrabble. It's the big O. I ain't doing Scrabble. Actually, I have I think I played Scrabble with y'all once. Yeah, at, at the old apartment. I played Scrabble with y'all once and that was it. Yeah. I, I will not play Scrabble with y'all. Neither, neither will your girl. Too. Your girl don't want to play with us no more either. Y'all, because y'all sit at home and practice. Y'all, y'all, <laughs> <laughs> y'all be at home making plays and shit. I ain't got time. No, we don't this. practice. But, no, see, <laughs> see, the thing is, and I was telling, I was telling my girl this. I was like, yo, I was like, your girl goes for words. Your girl doesn't necessarily play the game. Me and my girl, we pay for points. Yeah, yeah, we play, play. We play the game, right? And your girl just be like, you know what? Like, this is a nice word, right? You know, we be well, like, well, she, she's a writer, she's an author. What, what you expect? Your girl be cheating too, but it's whatever. <laughs> and we, we brought that up on our interview. I think she's episode two. She's yeah. episode two. Yeah. So, um, let them know where they can find these interviews. At, so man. I got. So I'm doing this uh this video podcast thing called the Back in Detroit Podcast. Right? It's BAC. It stands for Business and Chill. So. I wanted to make it around 40 minutes, but this thing been going around an hour. So uh, we spend the first part talking about their business, their independent endeavors and things like that, like where they started, where they are now, where do they want to be, things like that. And then for the last portion, we just kind of uh, chit chat, talk some BS about other stuff. And um, and that's, and that's about and that's about it. So I want to have four done before I post them out. So, so far I got a, a, a yoga teacher. Mm-hmm. I got an author mm-hmm. and I got a Twitch streamer nice. and I want one more. I'm thinking about, I'm trying to get my cousin who's a high school football player oh. and they're like top 10 in the state in their position. Nice. Like they got like all of the big uh, scholarships to like U of M, Alabama, Ole Miss, like all them schools you see play on TV. Yeah. He's got scholarships to all them places. Oh, nice. So pretty much football is his business. So he right. can't, have a regular job. You know right. what I'm saying? He can't do a lot of the other stupid things that like kids do because mm-hmm. he's already being watched nonstop. Right. So um I think he'd be a good interview to have. That's what's up. See, I uh uh I think I think that's that's a really good good path for you or whatever. You you know you know a, a lot of people in different in different um spots of life and stuff like that. Mm. I think that that's really cool. So whenever you drop, we go we go definitely promote those. Yeah, this sounds really yeah for sure. No, I I, I don't want to have you on one. Probably <clears throat> like after probably like that second set of four. Hey man, look whenever you ready, bro. Yeah, whenever you ready. Um, last thing, sports. Uh, the Bucks won. They did. Bucks won. 
Bucks won. I kept telling people that the Bucks are too big for uh, for the Suns, but people didn't believe me. Um, <clears throat> and you know, you can't really count on Chris Paul. Let's be for real. <laughs> you can't. Hey, don't do that. You can't don't count do, on Chris Paul. Don't, don't do that. That's what we uh, not gonna do. Okay? <laughs> you can't, man. This was his. This was his time. No, it wasn't. He was supposed to win. No, he was supposed to win. This <laughs> you, was his time. You can't count on Chris Paul, man. Let's be for real. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah. So, what do you think about Westbrook to the Lakers? I was gonna bring. I was gonna bring it up. I don't. On paper, it sounds great. No, it doesn't. It sounds terrible on paper. On paper, it sounds great. On paper, 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 it sounds terrible. Seeing them actually play, I'm like, how is this going to work? Both LeBron and um, Westbrook are too ball dominant. They need the ball in their hands for something to happen. Now, I don't, I don't think now LeBron. See, I'm a, I'm a 2K point guard. Okay, I'm not a mm-hmm. real point guard. So, I feel like I don't. I'm okay with somebody else dribbling the ball up the court in 2K or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't think nobody is a better decision maker than me. And then I think everybody knows I'm the best decision maker because during the game, like when the game is just going on or whatever, people are like, okay, I'm going to take the ball up. No, I'm going to take the ball up. But then when it's down to like the last minute, it's two points to go. Niggas give me that ball by any means. <laughs> they give me that ball by any means because they know who's going to make the best decision right? or whatever. And I think at the end of the day, they all know like LeBron might not be quote unquote ball dominant, but they know he makes the best decisions. So, yeah, they'll let Westbrook run it up the court for the first, like, 3.9 quarters. But, like, it's time for that last quarter or whatever, and it's close. I LeBron is going to be holding it. He's going to be off ball. Yeah, but you can't – you can't – the problem with Westbrook is he makes every other player around him ice cold, where LeBron makes sure everybody stays at a lukewarm temperature. <laughs> like, okay, okay, you get the ball now, you get the ball now, you get the ball now. Where Westbrook is like, I get the ball, I get the ball, I get the ball. Okay, get my rebound. You got the ball now. But see, like, I don't think, I don't think Westbrook has played with anybody of LeBron's stature. And don't get me wrong, KD was good. KD was like one of the. KD is still great, but KD did not have the cachet that he has now. He doesn't have the cachet that LeBron has. Oh no, de- definitely not. So definitely. I do, I do think he will. Uh, for lack of a better term, I do think he'll bow down to LeBron. And say, like, you know what? And then, like I said, LeBron is about to be 37. Mm-hmm. And Westbrook about to be 32 or 33. 32, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I, I do see LeBron playing less minutes. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think I think his days of being a 40-minute player are just about gone, except for playoffs. So um, I can see LeBron starting to average about 30 minutes a game, which is going to leave a lot more time for AD, a lot more time for Horton Tucker, and a lot more time for uh, Westbrook. Because you know, Westbrook going to want his triple dubs. So LeBron would be like, how, t- how can you do that with Anthony Davis down there? You can't do it that way. Well, Anthony LeBron, well, what is it? Anthony Davis, he's got his contract renewed. He don't care. <laughs> uh, what's the name? Westbrook, on the other hand, he like, yeah, I need one more contract. Let me get these uh, free throw rebounds. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's, but I, but I, I'm eager to see what's coming up this next season because I'm, because I'm, I'm glad that the Pistons got Cunningham. See, okay, I'll. Okay, so I, you know, I'm not the biggest college, um, college sports fan or whatever. I don't really watch, but like around that time of the drafts, like I, I hear names and I hear who, who get who, and I start looking up those, you know, top fifteen names or whatever. Start mm-hmm. seeing highlights, start seeing interviews, stuff like that. And so, <clears throat> honestly, I swarping down Pistons was go was go pick Jalen Green. Mm. I, I think that might have been like a better instant fit 
because like he to me he seems like he has more more hunger more drive to be like the guy now where uh where Cade is like I'm 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 okay with progressing in a few years but you know another cool thing about Jalen Green is too though is one of the position things because they literally just took a point guard last year first pick exactly and exactly. and uh Killian Hayes was injured like the whole season yeah, he came he, was, he came back like the last like five games yeah that was it and um so and then, oh, then the Pistons got that nigga Garza from Iowa, the big white boy from Iowa. See, I and, don't know who that nigga Well, he was are. he was actually like player of the year. Oh, nice. And they and they got him in like the second round. And they say he slipped because he's like slow or something. Not like mentally, but like but you're physically. Yeah, physically slow. Okay. What 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 what's position he played? He's center. He's seven foot center. Oh, nice. So between Killian Cunningham, Sadiq Bay, Isaiah Stewart, Jeremy and Grant, Jeremy Grant, and Garza. Bro. That's a solid young Yo, team. Yo, uh, what's the, the my boy from uh Toronto will be on the hot seat. Uh, Casey, Dwayne Casey, the coach. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he'll be on the hot seat for sure. Yeah, I mean, I you know I me, mean, I'm always I'm always uh, rooting for Mark Jackson. That's why I won't. But uh, I man, when I tell you I saw all of these videos of Kate Cunningham with the buff song, mm-hmm. dog, I wanted to punch him through the phone. Why? He had don't, to, bro, he had to embrace the city. No, don't embrace the city. Win me rings. I don't care about buffs and benihanas. I want rings. <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> like, dog, like, quit all the antics. When you win, when he, I was like, if he, imagine if, like, imagine if year three come around mm-hmm. and he don't wear the buffs his whole time. Year three come around, win the championship, he go in the locker room, buffs on. That would have been crazy. Mm-hmm. But you just got drafted. We ain't even seen you shoot a free throw yet, bro. And you, oh, it's Detroit. I'm locked in. I'm buffed up. Like, come on, man. I, I'm not. I'm not here for the antics. I'm not here for the antics. See, but man, I'm here for rings. But you understand? He's also he's a player, so he's a brand. And the thing is, you have to make the people in your city like you. And you know, if you were in the bus in Detroit, people are gonna like you. People we are, are gonna people. view you favorably. Don't get me wrong. As soon as that nigga miss a game winner, they gonna take the buffs away. Dog. But I'm telling you, but you gotta be, but you gotta be likable. You gotta have appeal. Man, but he already had that going in. A lot of people are like, people kept telling me, like, no, nah, they they getting K. We need K. I like K. I like K. I'm like, okay, cool, cool. But I'm like, dog, all these antics, I don't need a drumming 2.0. I don't. Like we we go see him in Forty Two Doug videos in a minute. Nah, oh, I heard what Forty Two Doug did was wild. Didn't he like lick his baby neck or something? I have no idea what he did. I don't I don't follow Detroit. Me neither. I, <laughs> I heard I heard he like licked his baby's neck or something. I don't know. weirdo. But um, <laughs> so uh, so about what you got for uh, music for today? I don't have anything. While you playing yours, I'll look up something. But I don't have anything. All right, right man. This song, like I said, I have heard this song. I'm gonna have to play it off your phone because you know I ain't got no yeah. Band. Um. Let me get the name of it. It is called uh, Smoke Out 99 by Audio Push. Smoke Out 99 by Audio Push. All right. That was Smoke Out 99 by Audio Push. Yeah, that was fire. Yeah, that yeah was I'm fire. saying when I heard that, I'm like, dog, this sounds like something that Bobby would just uh, and it's crazy because I do not smoke. I don't smoke. Yeah, but I, but I, I knew it had your vibe though. Yeah, because it's, yeah. it's between, like I don't know. Two songs popped up on my Spotify weekly. I'm like, both of these sound like fucking Bobby songs <laughs> or whatever. And um, I'm gonna hear the other one later. But um, yeah, I I love smoking songs. Like I, I, I don't smoke. I, I love them to death. Like I love smoking songs. 
Dog, they was playing uh cushion orange juice on um Shane Forty Five the other day. Yes. <laughs> Classic. What, what you what Classic. you want to play? So uh, one of my favorite artists on TDE just dropped his album. Finally, uh, Isaiah Rashad, The House is Burning. So I will be playing um, this song called True Story. Uh, this is Isaiah Rashad, J-Rock, and J-Worthy. All right, that was Isaiah Rashad, J-Rock, and J-Worthy. True Story. <clears throat> you said he with who? TDE. He been with them. How long he been with? He been with them since like since his first like EP. Mm-hmm. He been with them for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but they like he had a bunch of personal stuff happening in life. Like people died from cancer and had a baby and all that stuff. And he just like dropped out of the face of the earth. And then um, l- late last year he dropped. They dropped a freestyle he did, and he just been back at it ever since. And I've been I've been happy. So good, good, uh, good. But yeah. Man, J Rock snap! I, I can't wait until J Rock album come out. J Rock, J Rock snap. I, I, well, you know me, I'm mainstream TDE. I'm waiting on Kendrick. Yeah, oh, I'm definitely. I'm waiting on Kendrick and SZA. Like I'm a SZA head. Like I love SZA. <laughs> I'm waiting on Kendrick and SZA. Uh, I don't think we're getting Kendrick until like next year, though. Honestly, you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But cause like, cause he hasn't been on any features. He hasn't been on anything. Like any, there's no signs of like, yeah, I'm back. Uh, that's something we have to attack next episode like the way artists tend to go about it because you got people like Kendrick and Cole who drop their albums then they go away for like until they next shit come around yeah and then you got people like Drake who just stay around like the whole time but even like even Cole he'll do like a he'll drop like okay this is like a quick freestyle he'll pop out for a second and let you know okay yeah album coming out but like like even Drake Drake could do like you'll see like six Drake features and then, like, you'll get a two-pack. And then you'll get you'll get some Drake stuff or whatever. You won't get anything from Kendrick. Kendrick just, okay, it's 246. Go ahead, drop. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, so, I don't know. I don't think, I don't, I, I personally don't think until next year. Because he can't tour right now. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't tour and keep people safe. So, mm-hmm. I think he'll drop next year. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. All right, man. I think this was a good episode. Good episode, man. Good yeah, episode. I talked pretty good. I wasn't stuttering the whole episode. I'm so happy. <laughs> it's good. Good time to be back. Hopefully, yeah. we can record again on the eighth. Uh, we might have a special guest. We don't know yet, but that'd be nice. Yeah, we will see. We'll see how things go. And um, yeah, man, let us know what y'all think. Remember to uh, follow the Facebook, mm-hmm. subscribe on YouTube, mm-hmm. like, share, tell somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, come on to the block and chop it up with us. All right. Yeah. All right, man, we out of here. All right, peace. Peace.